Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Elijah Streams. My name is Julie Smith, and I'm filling in for Steve Schultz today on Thursday, November 9th, 2023. It's always a privilege to be filling in and being with you all. Today, I have the privilege of having Dr. Jan Helper Hayes on our show, and she really needs no introduction. She's an incredible woman, full of wisdom beyond. I'm usually I'm like, you know, when she she speaks, it's way over my head. But she's such an intellectual, and we're so happy to have her on. So uh, we'll bring her on in just a minute. But before we have Dr. Jan on, we wanted to remind you that we have several job positions open on our Elijah Streams team. And here we go with that announcement. Hi, everyone. I'm Julie Smith, producer of Elijah Streams, and we are growing. I wanted to announce some immediate job positions we have available on our Elijah Streams team. So we currently have three positions open that we're looking for and we're looking to fill, which are a producer showrunner, as well as two video editors, live stream engineers. We're hiring a producer for an upcoming brand new show, which will be airing early next year. This is a full-time online work from home position Monday through Friday during Pacific time hours of eight to five. So here are the duties and responsibilities for the producer. You'll be managing all aspects of the show for the host, contacting and scheduling guests, writing, editing, and researching production content, being able to work in a fast-paced live streaming environment, problem solving with quick turnarounds, and utilizing your creative gifts to help grow and expand the show over time. And as the producer, you must be highly organized, have great communication skills, tech savvy, have editorial proofing experience, be proficient in Microsoft Word and Excel, and be willing to learn various other applications. Also having a passion for prayer, the prophetic or previous work experience from another ministry are all very helpful. So if that sounds amazing to you and you want to help birth a new show, please apply and go to ElijahStreams.com slash careers for all the details. And we look forward to hearing from you. We also have two openings for video editors and live stream engineers. These are also full-time positions working online from home anywhere in the U.S. Um, however, we prefer Pacific or Mountain Standard Times as we do late afternoon shows. Um, the job requirements and duties include being proficient in both Premiere Pro and After Effects, editing software, tech savvy, well-organized, having great communication skills, and being willing to learn various other applications as the need arises. You'll also need to learn our live stream software and be in charge of engineering daily live streams, preparing content to show during the live stream, and scheduling them across various social media platforms. Again, to apply and get all the details, go to ElijahStreams.com slash careers. We look forward to hearing from you all and are excited to add a few more people to our Elijah Streams team. Thank you, everyone. We're excited to hear from you all. We kind of pre-recorded that, so um, and we were planning on showing that today. So you get to see me twice today. So with that, 
Let's bring on Dr. Jen Halper-Hayes on Prophets and Patriots. Greetings, Dr. Jan. Greetings. I'm so happy to be with you. Yeah, it's so nice to have you on. It's such an honor to have you. I mean, I just have butterflies in my stomach. I'm like, oh, Dr. Jan. <laughs> uh, well, we'll have so much fun. You know, I always find it's great when women to women can talk. Yes. And I was concerned about my dogs. I, I put them in another room and then you have dogs at your throwing you're throwing their squeaky toys yes exactly oh we already have that in common our dogs are at our feet so yeah yes. so we're so excited to have you on today i i have your list of notes that you want to go over there's some really important topics and issues that um we need to take on i wanted to start a little bit by your introduction and talk to you a little bit a little bit about your bio if you're okay with that of course yeah so you're a political analyst and a psychologist. You're a Republican commentator, best-selling author. You sat on the task force of the Department of Defense. You've been a strong voice for the Republican Party and the Trump administration. You hold the title for California state champion in women's powerlifting. Wow. Your resume is aspiring and intimidating at the same time. So with that, for women and young ladies want to aspire greatness to pursue their dreams, how would you encourage them today in these very challenging, tumultuous times that we live in? Well, early on, um, I had a role model who said to me, you know, you're trying to be perfect. Mm. So as soon as you get there, I'm taking you to the circus and I'm going to make tons of money off of you because you'll be the only freak because nobody's perfect. Okay. And and that made me take a step back and she helped me decide that as long as I did my best, mm -hmm. that was the most I could ask for myself. Now I do tend to be the kind of person that it might have to be 110% or 120% for me, for me, not for anyone else. Um, but, uh, I like to push the envelope and find different ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. One thing, uh, because I have spent, uh, I haven't done this for about since lockdown, but for 10 years prior, uh, I did the personal development programs for women in banking. And it, it was it was a wonderful volunteer position. And I scheduled the workshops, I ran workshops. And one of the things that I said to women is that don't worry if you fail. We are always so worried about it. Mm -hmm. And there is always that pressure it it from when I first entered the workforce and it exists now that women they say women have to be twice as good as men. Mm. Well, I'm telling you, don't put that pressure on yourself because we're already as good, if not better, yeah. but it's not between men and women. It's between your talent and what you have to offer. That's and yeah. um, there were two other things that I learned to say early on. Instead of, I don't know, because that's kind of a negative. Mm -hmm. I learned to say, 
well, I'm not aware of that. I'd like to learn more. I don't understand that. Can you brief me? Mm-hmm. And so by let by letting people, I'd never felt that I had to know everything or know how to do everything, but that as long as I could ask, and if somebody got frustrated with me, then I would end up saying, am I being thick? Am I not getting something? Um, and if I am, then tell me how I'm being thick. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't take it as criticism. You know, the thing is that if someone wants to give you feedback, take it. You don't have to be defensive. And that that is something I never really have been, maybe because I had such a critical father and, mm. um, you know, but I was also critical with my son. I said, look, if I'm not honest with you, then when other people tell you, you're going to get your backup. I want you to know how to deal with it. Take the information and then decide for yourself. But you don't ever have to explain yourself. And those are really important things. And the reason I emphasize them is that we have to keep our center. You have to know that you won't be at the top of your profession the minute you start out. Right. But go and experiment. Just don't worry because actually two of the paths and the achievements in my life did not come from me. I first started out wanting to be a fashion designer. And I I got a degree in home economics for cooking and sewing. Um, And then because I had to put myself through university, Mm -hmm. I started working in business and I was raised in an entrepreneurial family. So the business side was there and I, I really liked it. But I think I've told the story as to how I became a psychologist because my father almost died Mm. and no one that close had died. And so I went to see a therapist and about the third session in, she said, you know, you're a, you're a natural born therapist. And I said, don't put that on me. I have had things put on me all my life. And I literally ran out of her office. She chased me down the street in New York city that was a and word. I went back to therapy with her yeah. and slowly explored. And it turned out that that was really one of the best bits of advice. Mm-hmm. And then how I became a power lifter is a guy at a gym said to me, you know, you're really strong. Well, I knew I was. I mean, you know, I'd always been lifting things. And, and so I said, thank you. And he said, no, you're really, really strong. And I said, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, the timing of that was also my very best friend of 40 plus years. Every year for 40 plus years, we would talk about what we accomplished that year, but we would also look each other in the eye and say, I think this is your biggest fault of the year. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, if I would not get over being angry at my father for pulling me off the high school track because he didn't want me to be athletic, I would turn into a bitter old woman. 
So I said, that's it. I, this guy at the gym told me I'm strong. I, I'm just going to go for it. And then it's because you have to be open to suggestions as well. Give it a try, figure it out. And then if I'm talking in business, one of the things that I find young, younger women, and I, I've been hearing this for about the past 10, 12 years that, well, I just want to be accepted for me. Got to understand that the games that go on in the business world are the ones you've got to figure out and you've got to figure out which ones you are comfortable playing mm -hmm. and which ones you're not. And it doesn't mean you're being dishonest. It just means if this is the way things get done, then find yourself a mentor and maybe have a couple of different mentors because they each offer you different advice, yes. different perspectives. So always be open, always be open. That's good. You know, they say, don't surround yourself by people that tell you what you want to hear. You know, be around people that tell you what you need to hear. Exactly. And yeah. if someone is willing to tell you what you need to hear, mm -hmm. you need to cherish them because silence doesn't mean approval or agreement. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. I know that's going to help a lot of people. I uh, went to your true social this morning and I love this little meme. Uh, that you posted for the sisters. I thought I'm just going to open up with that too. Oh, um, good. <laughs> we could bring up that graphic here if we have that. So for my sisters, you said, be yep. the kind of woman that when your feet hit the floor, the devil says, oh crap, she's up. I love that. <laughs> Anything you want to say about that? I mean, how, can, how do we become the kind of woman that the devil is afraid of? Be true to yourself. You've got okay. to ask yourself what's important to you and the growth process and understanding yourself. It never ends, Julie. Mm -hmm. It never ends. That's awesome. And, you know, it's like we'll never arrive. We're always learning, even when we're in heaven and, you know, for eternity, we're always going right. to be learning and growing. Absolutely. And so, yeah. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. Right. And, and hopefully we'll discover other things about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's so good. We need to be encouraged right now because we are in such, you know, a critical emotional state right now. And that's your first point is about psychological warfare. And you're an expert on that. You're a psychologist. So do you want to open up with um, the, the, the warfare we're experiencing, the spiritual warfare and the battle we're in right now on, on our psyche? Yes. Um, one of the things that I'm concerned about is the expectations and the impatience that people are feeling because we all thought X, Y, and Z was going to happen. Yes. And we want it to happen. And we put a time on it. Uh, well, at first they put a time on it. Yeah. And, and we absolutely have to get away from it. But when you're living in your expectations, you're thinking about something that you 
think should happen in the future or you want it to happen in the future and you're missing out on reality. Mm -hmm. But that tension, I I even did an interview earlier this week and the person that interviewed me, the exasperation, when is it going to happen? When are we going to know? We get those questions too. Stop. Yeah. Literally stop because expectations are not good for your mental health. If you think that, well, I, I went through it myself. I watched that inauguration and I was waiting for the military to snatch them all up. Oh, yes. And between that and 2022, uh, I kept hoping I was going to see justice served. So the first part is what is the most important part of what you're imagining should happen or you expect to happen? Mm-hmm. Is it justice? Is it finding out that uh, some people are not in power anymore? Is it Trump coming back? Uh, what is the basis of your expectation? So mine mm-hmm. was justice. I I want to see justice served 2022. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to get served. I went, I, I went into a downer. And then that was when I really got clear that the way to deal with our expectations is to first focus on gratitude. And gratitude is the highest spiritual form. And I started Mm -hmm. thinking, if I'm listening to these podcasters and getting my information, but when I'm listening, I'm hoping they're going to tell me that on February 17th, this is going to happen. It's not going to come. But if I start listening to them and appreciate all the work that they went through Mm -hmm. to get the information that they're giving to me today, because God knows what we need to hear when we need to hear it. Absolutely. And I personally believe that everyone's a messenger from God. Mm -hmm. And the reason that we repeat things over and over when we don't get it is God makes sure that we have another chance and another chance and another chance. And if you start with gratitude, and you think about the people in the Middle East right now, yeah. are you grateful that you're wherever you are, you're in your home, that you're safe? Right. Are you grateful that you have the ability to get information, that you can be with other people? Are you just grateful that you get up every day and breathe and you're healthy? Having that gratitude starts out with looking at things differently. And again, expectations are actually the downfall because it can bring depression, frustration, confusion. You can end up missing important things you need to know or see or understand. And it's just not worth doing that psychologically, emotionally to yourself. And we all 
have on the positive side a childlike wonder, but we also have that childlike impatience. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. You know, if you've ever been in a car with kids, when are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? Are we there yet? And that's what we as adults, when we're saying that, because we want to see Trump back in. We want the fraudulent fraudulent election to be exposed. Yeah, it will happen. It will happen in God's time. And I've never really been a big one for repeating sayings, but I find myself thinking about let go and let God. Mm -hmm. And I really end up reflecting on that every day because it's taken a different meaning. Mm -hmm. The other part of expectations, when they're not met, you feel overwhelmed and out of control. But the fact is, you haven't ever been in control. We're not in control of what's gonna happen, but we are in control of ourselves. We are in control of our perception of things. We are in control of actually how we interpret things. And we can either do it from a chicken little and the sky is falling perspective, or we can say, what are the signs? So let me give you one. Uh, Donald Trump supported McCarthy when he ran for speaker. Kevin McCarthy is one of the most duplicitous human beings. Mm. Seen as and, two colors. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, how how did I take the vacating of it? I said, you know what? Everyone will get justice in due course. That was a sign that things are moving forward. And so we have to connect the dots. We have to look at those things, but we can't expect everything to be finished and done because life is never that way anyway. Right. I mean, think, let's, let's just imagine for a moment. Okay, Trump proves it was fraudulent. Biden's knocked out and Trump's in the White House. Well, is that gonna fix everything? Is everything going to be all better the way we're hoping? No, it isn't. There'll be so many more things that will have to be dealt with. And the fight continues. You know, the leftists will rise up as they always do and battle him. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and, and the thing about life is that just when you think everything's going smoothly, there's a wrench that gets thrown into it. Or often... It's why is everything going, appearing wrong at this moment? And it's because God's testing us to see how well we deal with it. Mm -hmm. Resilience. Resilience in the face of adversity. That's good. Is probably one of the most important characteristics. You know, The Road Less Traveled by M. Scott Beck. You don't have to read the whole book. Opening sentence. Life is difficult. 
because some of the reasons that people get depressed, oh, we must get Trump back. We must do the arrests. Then everything will be okay. No, everything won't be okay. And so don't start with those kinds of beliefs or expectations because then what the mind does, oh, well, if Trump doesn't come back soon, then we're not going to have a 2024 election. Oh, no, we're going to have to keep on living this way. No, you don't know that. Yeah, You don't know that. So don't do that to your own mind. That's good. And speaking of the 2024 elections, you know, we're all looking forward to it. And, you know, we know the last one was stolen in a multitude of ways. Our system is still defunct. It needs a massive overhaul. In your view, how will the outcome of the 2024 elections be any different this time? I mean, we really need a miracle from the Lord. I don't know if we'll have a 2024 election. Oh, wow. Okay. I've heard some people say that too. I really don't know uh, if the quantum financial system gets implemented, then that quantum system can be used for voting. But there's still too many variables up in the air. Mm -hmm. You know, keep in mind also with the impatience, what I try to explain to people is that the, I call them the evil ones. Because you've got the cabal and the deep state, you know, the Club of Rome, the Davos group. It, they're all going the evil ones. They only care about money and power, greed and power. And they have been working at this for centuries, for centuries. They have been grooming their young ones to carry the things on. Yeah. And, and we have only truly woken up, I think, more since they tried to put us in lockdown and turn us into serfs, and it failed. Because we had time to not have to deal with all the distractions mm -hmm. and to begin to really think about things and see things for what they are. So and I think out of all of this, we will, I mean, we're waking up and more awake than we ever have before. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Through all of this and the pandemic, I mean, God is causing us to be wide awake. You really have no reason to have your head in the sand right now thinking this is all just going to pass by. Or to think it's fake yeah. or to think it isn't real or that, you know, the CIA was brilliant in tagging conspiracy theory yeah oh that's a conspiracy theorist mm -hmm. you know yeah isn't that a great way to negate any sentence that comes out of someone's mouth and and it's been so successful because it stops all conversation yeah people don't say well i don't agree with you but why do you see it that way we've lost that part of conversations. Mm -hmm. Yes, we really have. Wow. There's so much there to go over. I know. <clears throat> I just don't know how far you want me to go. So I keep <laughs> well, we'll go on to point two unless you want to, you know, okay. no, 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 no. on that. You guide me. I okay. can always come back if I think it's relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you wanted to go into the uh, influence of social media. There's so many critical spirits out there, as you know. 
and uh, the effects it's having on us, as well as the Israeli Hamas war causing a lot of trauma. And I wanted to ask you real quick about the social media aspect first and, and what we've gone through in the pandemic. Um, you know the stats, more and more people over the last few years, the suicide rates are up, people are on depression medications, even kids. And it's like, wow, it has so much effect, negative effect and trauma. You're gonna go into trauma of, of uh, what this the last views have uh, go into. Give us your thoughts on that. Okay. Um let me explain also why this has become in the forefront of my mind. Mm -hmm. um, there, there are several people who do not have good intentions, who have really gone after other people online yes. and, and really gone after them and character assassination blackmailing, doxing them. Yeah. And um, I wasn't fully aware of it until, and probably if my interview hadn't gone viral, I would still be doing my little searching and finding out and having small conversations as opposed to the social media world opening up and people giving mm -hmm. me information educating me, helping yeah. me to understand different things. All right, so uh, I'll take myself first as an example that this, uh, the last time I was on, I highlighted that there were three people that we were really looking at because they truly are instigators yeah. and we don't know if they're being paid, etc. Well, I, I, one of my fears was that is there anything in my background that'll ever come out in social media? And so the best that they can do is they found two quote unquote negative things I said about Trump back in 2015 or 2016. Mm -hmm. okay. So they've used that. And I, when I was on Trump's transition team, the Fabian Society, which is on the liberal side of life, had a two-day conference and I was invited to be on the panel to represent the Republican and Trump viewpoint. So they ended up finding that conference schedule. And one of the things that I did say was that because the uh, Access Hollywood tape had just come out, I said, oh, yeah. Trump, Trump just needs to admit that he was a chauvinist pig back then mm -hmm. and he regrets it. All right. So they twisted it. But what they also said was that I am a British spy oh, working wow. for the DOD. Now, we know I'm not. That didn't bother me. It was this one person who based on her name, I knew she was not young. And I could tell by her posts, she was freaking out. So I found a way to contact her, contact her. And she said that it gave her nightmares thinking that a Brit was involved with our Department of Defense. Well, Here's the crux of the issue. 
One is that they're using something to claim I'm not on Team Trump. And because I did something in England, they have tagged me as British. That might seem minor, but it's the construction of it. It's getting the information wrong. But now why I'm really concerned is that this woman believed it and she was terribly worried and upset by it. So it made me go back and start trying to understand what is vicarious traumatization and secondary traumatic stress. Well, we have the Israeli Hamas. Then I find out that two uh, women who used to do spaces together um, are now suing each other over this Israeli Hamas thing. You know, as as more of these situations were recounted to me, I became very, very concerned. I'm concerned in two ways. One, it's an attack on our sanity. And the only way we can stay sane is if we are more circumspect about every bit of information we see posted on social media. But here's the other thing, is the videos, what we're hearing. So we don't have to be directly traumatized, but when someone is being negative and mean or war or a video of like a little five-year-old boy walking through the rubble around dead bodies, that can bring about vicarious trauma or secondary Mm -hmm. traumatic stress. And that's what I'm really concerned about because we know things in general have been getting worse. So if we've got that, that's pounding on us, but then you can't afford the brand of bagels that you used to get. So you got to get the cheaper brand and then you get them home and then you try to chew them and they're absolutely awful. So then you feel you wasted your money on that. Then you decide you can't drive as far because the price of gas has gone up. You know, we're being assaulted on all fronts. And so it becomes really important. The other thing is that. And and when I saw this statistic and I went and checked it in different ways, the estimate is 80% of the population has experienced one traumatic event. Well, of course, if we lose someone or we get fired or we get divorced or we see a friend gets fired um, or, you know... There are a whole host of things. And so, and and I don't want to go into also abuse and harassment and everything else because that is real trauma there. And and we know a lot of people have been subjected to that. Right. So when you get hit with vicarious traumatic events, if you see them, 
if you hear them, if you're trying to support someone when they're upset by it, mm-hmm. all of that taxes on us. And so it becomes very important that we constantly check in with ourselves. And, you know, whenever I prepare for these podcasts, my stomach is in knots. I have to d- breathe deeply because I feel an incredible responsibility to make sure that I get things right and that I'm adding value. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, that's a pressure that I put on myself and it's a fine pressure, but at the same time, it I have to be aware of that kind of stress I consider it a good stress because it keeps me on top of things, but it's still a stress. Right. I have to go take my dog for a walk to kind of, you know, breathe fresh air. Okay, I did it. I got my ideas down. Yes, I'm clear. And and sometimes I get complaints social from on social media. I get these messages. I asked you a question and you didn't answer it. Well, one, if I don't know. I'm not going to answer it. Two, I often say, well, that's not my wheelhouse. I will not, I will not give my personal opinion Mm -hmm. on something because especially now I feel responsible because people will take what I say and then they'll quote me. So I don't give my personal opinion on anything. And if I decide to interject, I will clarify that this is only my personal perspective. It's not even an opinion. And that that's the other thing that bothers me about these people that are posting horrible things about other people that that call someone a liar. Well, if they lied, Tell us exactly what the lie is and tell us the truth. Mm -hmm. Don't go calling people names. And it builds up because even when we see it. So I've never met X person online, but I like what they do. I like what they post. And somebody called them a liar. Well, I'm not an uncaring person. I, I feel for them. I don't think that should happen. When we get bombarded with all of that, that's when the secondary traumatic stress comes mm-hmm. and it weighs on us. So when I tell people, you don't have to stop following Shady Groove or In the Matrix or The Authority Q or this other whole list I just received, the Shadow Vision and all of that, but for your own sanity, your own sanity, you have to see through it. You cannot take it as the gospel because the minute you do, you're having an emotional reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do you want to get upset because they've said this about somebody? Well, why are they saying it? And especially if there's the negativity, if there's the meanness, they're not part of this spiritual war. They're probably not even a patriot or conservative because that's not what anyone in this spiritual war would even consider. Mm -hmm. We believe 
We are one. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. We know that if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of other people. And that to me right now is so critical. You know, don't take it in. There's too much coming at us. If it's negative, mute it. You don't have to stop following them, but just mute them for a while because it you are deciding to throw yourself off by reading it. And especially if you repost it, yeah. you are part of collateral damage. Yeah, it just feels the fire. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. But also then what's going on in you that you want to pass that on. I got something on truth the other day that, and I know he, this is like probably one of the syncophants or the followers of the, of the evil, the evil posters right now. But um, there was a picture of Chris Christie. And Mm -hmm. so that was sent to me asking me, so how do you feel about him now since he put you on the transition team? Well, he didn't put me on the transition team. Mm-hmm. So that person is making themselves look like an idiot, but they were doing it because they want to be in with the awful guys that have called it hamburger helper. And I mean, I think they're pretty creative, actually, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I thank these guys because I have never watched my my any of my interviews or anything like that i i they say do you want me to send you a, a real or, and no I, I i don't need that i'm there in the here and now and there's no point in my going back over it but they pulled up just about everything i've done since 2016 or before so i had to thank them for all that work because i wouldn't have even known how to find it all yeah yeah but they're probably not happy that I thank them and I appreciate it. So hearing all of this, I mean, to me, it's so important that we have people like you being truth tellers, being whistleblowers, and we've seen more and more um, come to the forefront because there's so many lies out there. It's like, how do you believe the truth? How, how do we believe truth tellers and, you know, make uh, believe these, uh, you know, lies over the truth. What are your thoughts on that about truth tellers coming forward? Do we need more of them and, and many more whistleblowers? We do. Yeah. yeah, We do. And we need all of that. But most importantly, we need ourselves. Our intuition is what drives us. That is the screening factor, not our rational head. That checks things out and and that's fine but remember you don't have to know everything right now but what you have to do is take it all in sometimes i say intuition is just logic and answers scrambled up and you need to just take it in because you will know what feels right to you yeah. and what doesn't feel right to you and something could feel right to someone else and that is okay but you want to know what feels right to you 
and what doesn't feel right to you. Trust yourself. That if you can't listen to yourself, you really can't hear anyone else. Mm-hmm. It really does start at home. Yeah. And love and thy neighbor it. as thyself, not Amen. instead of the self, mm-hmm. as thyself. Yeah. And, you know, they, they say, trust your gut, trust your instincts. To me, that's like really exercising your spiritual discernment because you feel it inside of you when it's a truth speaking to you. Absolutely well put, Julie. Yeah. And from from a psychologist standpoint, what would you say about that when you know the truth is inside of you, you feel it in your gut? Well, let's imagine that I'm talking to someone who's not trusting themselves. Okay. So what I would start exploring is what are the messages they're giving themselves? What are the premises that they're operating from? Uh I, uh, I must do this right and I cannot fail. Mm-hmm. All right. Why are you putting those thoughts on yourself? Or, well, I can't believe you because you're, you're not a professional in that. I mean, think about trust the science. What science? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Uh, Oh, they're, they're an authority. We're going to trust them. No, no. Are you comfortable? I have had, in in fact, I, I just had a young friend over for dinner and he said to me, I don't know why I didn't want to take the vaccine, Mm. but now that I'm learning about things, I'm really glad I listened to my hesitancy. And it's okay not to doubt yourself, but, and not to second guess yourself, but it is okay to say, all right, I'm not sure I think that way, but let me sit with it. Let me see. And we, uh, we've become, Life is a 60-second coffee cup in the microwave. You're standing there and you're impatient that it's now taking 60 seconds for that coffee cup to be warmed up. Yeah. Versus, well, technology's improved so much it should only be 27 seconds. Yeah. That's what that technology has done to us. Yeah. And I don't do anything technology wise one day a week. Shut uh, it all off. I do. That's I good. do. Yeah. Honestly, how different is the news today than it was yesterday? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you didn't watch the debate live. Well, there it is on social media. You get to see Vivek Ramaswamy's beautiful moments. You're not going to miss anything. That fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. You know what? Life repeats itself. And if uh, I've been very, very good about changing my eating when no one's around mm-hmm. because I would eat and work. I leave 
my phone's in another room and I sit down and I might ask Alexa to put on or something like that, mm-hmm. but I don't put any videos on or anything else. And I actually chew my food. I don't, they, you know, while we have Kleenex there, everything is a Hoover over here. So they Hoover it in, <laughs> you know? Um, we need those moments and we've lost some of that. And, and, we, and, and when I say moments, we don't need hours, we don't need days, but we do need some moments to check in with ourselves mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Amen to that. And you brought up a really good point that I wanted to ask you about too, because the holiday season is upon us. And I even have this in my own family. Well, if we have it at your house, this person can't come over because they don't get along. So we need to, you know, have it somewhere else or this person needs to go somewhere else. Families are bickering during the holidays and, you know, especially politics is a hot topic. And, you know, you really don't want to get into that with your relatives. What advice do you have as we go into the holiday season and families gather? Well, you know, it's kind of a toughie, yeah. especially for those of us that live and breathe all this political stuff and news. So uh, I actually had a friend of mine come visit from California. We'd known each other since we were 12. And she's as liberal as they come. Mm-hmm. So I actually asked her some of the, uh, you know, something maybe some books that she read or where has she traveled to and stuff like that before she came mm-hmm. and um then we didn't have to touch politics at all and we got to talk about where she had traveled to um and her favorite books and movies um you know we do have those things mm-hmm. that can just create some common ground common ground yeah. and it doesn't mean that we have to figure out how to fill up mm-hmm. the space the time um that i i happen to like the idea uh, well for thanksgiving what what we used to do when the kids were little is uh, have them make placemats. And then on the placemat, they had to write something they were grateful for. Well, the majority of our kids went to French school and the French teach the children how to all write exactly the same. One of the dads sat down and said, well, for you parents that don't have your kid in the French system, it's going to be easier for you to figure it out because all our kids' writing looks exactly the same. But it it became a challenge. So we can get back to some creativity. We can get back. How about asking everyone what they're grateful for? Put them in the right frame of mind. Very good. What are they grateful for? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's instead so good. of them coming, going. Oh, you're going to discuss those things, and mm, yeah, and set some ground rules. Mm-hmm. Ground rules are really important ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So if everyone agrees, and if it's off limits, 
Yeah. Awesome. Good advice as we come into the holiday seasons for you all that have challenging family members. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> or you don't have to go. Yeah, that's true. You don't have to go. So um, your last point I wanted to uh, get into, you know, you talked really good, uh, gave us some really good points about, you know, trauma and all that. And we need to know how to recover from trauma and how to distress from such a mega information world that we're in. And, and you had talked about developing the right mindset. Can you take us there? Yes. Um, it's kind of, it's actually a simple equation. So a, it starts out with a belief. B is a feeling or interpretation of that belief. And C is what you think the consequences will be. Mm. So if, uh, if, if, I don't want to do that, then so-and-so is going to be upset with me. And then I'm not going to be in their good graces. It's the way in which we bring out our irrational thinking. Mm -hmm. But it also comes, there are two words. And I always, I, I would always tell my clients, my patients, my son, my friends, don't should on me. Mm. Don't give me shoulds. Wow. It should be this way. You should do it that way. It shouldn't have happened. No. And must is the other thing that gets your head into trouble. I must make this, I must say it this way. I must not do this. No. Because the minute you do that is, I must do this. If I don't do this, then I might make someone unhappy or I'm going to lose money or, you know, whatever calamity that you think. And then you go on. So, sorry, I skipped that. I must do this. You mm -hmm. don't do it. So then you beat yourself up. Yeah. You get down on yourself. You are angry with yourself. And you feel like you failed. Because you started out with the wrong premise. Mm -hmm. And you already set it up with A, B, and C. You decided, well, let's just take what's going on. If, if Trump is not back in the White House by 2024, we are going to totally lose our country. Mm. And this is going to be absolutely awful for us, for my, my kids, my grandkids. Why go through all of that futuristic mm -hmm. thinking? Mm -hmm. Instead, yeah, I hope. I hope he is. Yeah, you know? we all do. But there's nothing I can do about that. What I can do is I can take care of my family today. Mm -hmm. I can help people understand things. 
if I can't, well, then sometimes I have to say, maybe it wasn't meant to be. Uh, here's another example. Uh, so, uh, someone was talking to me and they were livid because they had explained something to someone. They had given them the information, this really important information, and the person still wasn't getting it. But the person recounting it was so angry. Mm -hmm. So I had him stop and think, and I said, okay, what was going on with you in wanting to give that information? Well, he had it wrong and I had done all this research. I said, and so you wanted to be appreciated for it? Well, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. So, all right, you wanted to be appreciated for it. Well, he didn't appreciate you, did he? No, in fact, he argued with me and said I was absolutely wrong. Yeah. I said, why do you need him? To give you a pat on the back and go, you're right. So what you did was you set it up, but you also set it up with hidden expectations of your own emotional needs. And when your emotional needs, when you didn't get that validation, then you got angry mm -hmm. and you blew the whole thing up. So don't start out with a hidden agenda. Yeah. If if you have an expectation, and I, I'm just going to give a really simple one. If I'm standing, you, you and I are going shopping, no. and I stand and I hold the department store door open for you, and you walk through it, and after that, I turn around and go, Julie, you are the most unappreciative person. I stood here waiting for you to get to the door. I held it open for you and you couldn't even say thank you to me. Yeah. But that is how hidden expectations come about. And unless you tell, uh, I'm going to stand here and wait for you, Julie. I'm going to hold the door. Take as long as you want. We'll mm -hmm. go in together. Great. Oh, mm -hmm. thank you. Man. You know, it, it, it makes life so much simpler, but we do. We do. There was something I pointed out online because um a person had responded to someone's post yeah and then uh when okay so a posted this b responded with some facts c responded uh or or a responded then b said why are you out to get me all I was saying was this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. and, and I looked at that structure of it, and I said, what expectation? That person thought that you were just giving them information. It was about whether there was cheating in Arizona or not. Yeah. And, and whether or not uh, people ID. And so this person had said, even with ID, there was still cheating. Yep. And the other person responded and had said, yes, I understand that. And we still have to worry about the machines. So then the response was, well, why are you after me? No, that person just wanted some agreement. But 
and and that also is why I get I, I am even more concerned because the acting out that is going on in simple two or three sentences on social media, the mm -hmm. amount of emotion that you can feel in just one little post is telling me that the cacophony of being frustrated, upset, uh, the needs, needing something positive to come is just building and we haven't reached a crescendo. Yeah. Wow, that's good. So you have a statement here that I wanted you to talk into and we also have a Bible verse. Bringing in the spiritual is vital to maintaining our emotional balance. We are in a spiritual war. How do we keep, it's like we need to put our spiritual, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, right in front of us to, to win this spiritual battle. And so I wanted you to talk a little bit about that statement you made, and then we can show the, the, the graphic as well. If yeah. You uh, what I also want to say is that not everyone is in touch with their spiritual side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And some people think spiritual means you have to believe in God. Um, your God, my God, higher power. Mm -hmm. I I don't I don't want to put those restrictions on it. What I really want to say is all you have to do is believe that there's something bigger than yourself mm -hmm. going on. Yeah. Even if you're a person that just believes in energy, it's something bigger mm -hmm. than you that is going on. And and the other little thing that I want to say is if you are questioning your faith, I'm very proud that my church in London 25 years ago created the Alpha course, alpha.org, and they're doing it online. Since the lockdown, it's an 11-week course, and it starts immediately. The first session is do I have faith or don't I have faith? And I think that's important. But, um, of course, I've touched on gratitude. Mm -hmm. Think about kind things that you can do. I walk my dog and I watch how people will look at the sidewalk and not make eye contact. And I will just say hello. And you suddenly see a smile on their face. Mm -hmm. Think of something kind you can do for someone else. In other words, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. And the other aspect that I think we're really hurting about is empathy. And empathy is different from sympathy. Sympathy is, I feel as you do. Mm -hmm. Empathy is coming out of myself and putting myself into your thoughts, your feelings to understand you. And I'm finding that people have difficulty with that. Mm -hmm. So the whole world isn't about you. For you, it's about you. Yes. But what is it about 
other people and ask questions. You know, we don't ask one another enough questions. And that's one of the easiest ways to come out of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, what's important to you? What do you like? I mean, when was the last time you asked a friend, so what's what's your latest favorite food? Mm -hmm. You know, then it gets you off into the conversation. If you're a foodie, definitely. You're going to be talking for a long time. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you see where it takes you. It's one more way to come out of yourself. Mm -hmm. And then graciousness. We tend to be so judgmental. And to be judgmental only means that you're shutting yourself off. Why? What? Who are you to judge? Who are you to judge someone else and think that your judgment should be placed on them and be valid? Wow, that's big. We're we're not. Mm-hmm. I hope that helps. Yeah, I think you helped a lot of people, especially you know. Um, trying to unify families around this time, you know, um, there's a lot of, you know, (laughs) we don't play games anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, play, play the thing where you, someone has a person and they stick it on your forehead. I I was at something like that New Year's Eve, of course. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too hard. They put Donald Trump on my forehead. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Well, do yeah. you want to talk about this Bible graphic you asked us? Asked us well, to- yes. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a really important Bible graphic because, yes. because when you have this expectation that something has got to happen, uh, uh, this this Bible verse touches me, and it speaks to let go and let God. Mm-hmm. All right, let's bring that up. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore... Whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which ye have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) That's so good. And that's such an encouragement and and a hope-filled verse. And, you know, as we come into 2024, it looks like, okay, Lord, we're trusting you. We're yes. going to keep our eyes on you. And in the meantime, let's just, you know, try to unify and enjoy each other's company with our families and friends. Um, and boy, do we need unity in our nation, don't we? There's so much. Oh, to- we do. And, yeah. and one of the other reasons that if you don't trust yourself, yeah. And you can't trust that you believe mm-hmm. in the Lord, in a yeah. higher power. You have to, because then you are able to take it all in. Mm-hmm. 
So good. Anything else you want to share or touch on before we wrap up? No, no. I really appreciate this because, you know, we got to talk about things that hopefully yes. will will help people because I know the uh, the there's a Jewish word, the source, the mm. you know that goes on inside. And um, I'm, uh, that, that word has always stayed with me because the person that explained it to me, it's almost like things are just getting constantly mixed up. Mm -hmm. And we need to just have some steadiness. You don't have to have peace. You don't have to even have happiness. Right mm -hmm. now, steadiness. That will do it. So good. So tell us real quickly how people can get a hold of you. I know you have some websites and, and uh, social sites. Yes. Uh, biz shrink at biz underscore shrink on Twitter. Is my main one on, uh, on, on X. Oh, X now. Yep. You're right. It's X now on X Twitter <laughs> X and on truth real Dr. Jan. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, just as Dr. Jan Helper Hayes. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to subscribe or read any of my articles, it's drjan.substack.com. Yep. There it is. Awesome. So we encourage you all to follow Dr. Jan. She's always releasing amazing insight, wisdom. I see she replies a lot to people. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a good word. And um, I look forward to, you know, looking at what you have to share. And uh, we're so honored to have you on our show. I know we're going to have you back soon. And so we thank you for your time. Well, it was lovely being with you and getting to interact with you, Julie. Thank you. Oh, thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. And we'll see you on Friday with Kim Robinson. Bye-bye, everyone. Every child deserves hope an education, good health, a future. In Uganda, those things are stolen from children. One of those thieves is dirty water. In Uganda, some people only have access to muddied, filthy water. It is killing them. But you can help save the future generations. Give a gift towards the drilling of clean water wells. Donate today at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.